3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hey, this is Melissa D. from Syracuse, New York at the Run Disney Expo for the 2024 Run Disney Marathon. Just wanted to give a shout out to Rise and Run for being amazing at getting me through all those long running miles as we train for Dopey this year. And uh, thanks so much, guys. Enjoy the episode. Melissa, thank you. Boy, we got a lot of good intros. I know John was walking around getting him. We've got a lot to get through, but Melissa, thank you for that one. We're going to talk about that idea of the podcast getting friends through in a little bit. Friends, welcome. Welcome to episode 121 of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob. I'm here with Jack. Hi. With Allie. Hi, friends. With Lexi. Hello. With Alicia. Hello. With John. Hey, how you doing? And with Greg. Hey, hey, hey. A full house, and we are here to talk about the amazing, fantastic, I run out of words to describe it, the Walt Disney World Marathon Recap. Hey, we've missed you. Uh, We're a little late getting started here. We all had to figure out how to work our equipment again after being gone for two weeks. (laughs) I'm running around looking for cables and all that. But gosh, how wonderful to see so many people. I don't want to get bogged down in that right now. We've got a lot to talk about. The Marathon Weekend Recap, no race report spotlight tonight. We'll try to pick that up next week as other than Disney runs come back and we'll be looking to talk to you. Friends, if you enjoy the Rise and Run podcast, please share us with your friends, introduce them to the podcast, introduce them to the family. We know you're doing a wonderful job of that. We love watching the podcast grow. We love watching the community grow. Oh, man, it means so much, the family. Uh, Remember to follow us, please, on Facebook at Rise and Run Podcast and on Instagram at Rise and Run Pod. Check out our YouTube channel and visit our website, riseandrunpodcast.com. Look, if you've got a race report, we're pretty flush with intros right now. But if you want to send one, be our guest. You can call us at 727-266-2344 and leave us a recorded message. I just mentioned the YouTube channel. Jack, what's new in the YouTube channel coming up? Yeah, so this week we will be featuring Alicia. She is going to explain what it's like working with a running coach. And um, that's going to be great. It's going to release on Friday. And then the following two weeks after that are all going to be Disneyland related. So anything that's going to be what to expect with the expo and then <laughs> and then what it's like to run at a Disneyland race so far. I love that. I I can't wait to hear that, Alicia. I know it changed me a lot when I started working with a running coach. Yeah, it's a it's a bunch of tips and tricks, and then I talk a little bit about my run coaching business. So I hope everybody enjoys it. I'm excited for it. <laughs> Thanks. Well, great, Jack. Thanks. All right, a little bit of a different apologies and alibi sections at the top of the episode. These are really not. This is kind of this is a catch all section right now. We've got a couple things, Jack. 
Would you like to say something to folks who are concerned about your injuries? You know, Bob, it's been a heck of a past two weekends. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Really quick, just to kind of explain overall, so that way it's just out and over, and then we talk about the races. Um, If you know, I was supposed to be running Goofy this past um, marathon weekend. I did the half-half marathon, um, but the week prior, I was having a lot of um, GI issues as well as chest pain and... um, it just, <laughs> I went to urgent care the Wednesday that I was supposed to leave and they're like, you're good to go. I was like, are you sure? Cause it doesn't feel like I'm good to go. And they said, yes. And I was like, okay. So I thought it would go away and it didn't. So I decided to opt out of the marathon because of that. And then I saw the doctor, a different doctor on Monday and, um, I'm good. Uh, just a heads up. I was just, I, it's apparently due to chest pain due to anxiety and stress, um, and it, and it can go, it can last a week to up to a month, but luckily I was able to run Disneyland. I did fall at Disneyland. There is that second injury. I promise I'm okay. <laughs> little, little bruised and bumped, but we're good. scraped. We're good. <laughs> all right. I, I would like to reassure our friends that we all can see Jack. She's got a big smile on her face as usual. Yeah. So, and again, it reflects on the family here at Rise and Run, the amount of concern that our friends had Jack. Yeah, to I make appreciate sure you were okay. it. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> so we're glad you're all right. Allie, you've got an announcement for us. I got a quick um, apology. I would guess I would call it. No, um, I don't know. About uh, that. I, I just want to, I just want to say that I, I have to take a little bit of a step back from the podcast. I know. Um, I have some really exciting stuff that's going on in my professional life. Um, and I'm getting the opportunity to do some really fun and exciting coaching. I know you guys know I'm a roller skater and I roller skate for a living. And so I'm getting some really cool opportunities. And so I just need a little more time in my life to be able to do that. So if you don't hear me for the next, you know, little bit, that's because I I had to take a little bit of a step back to do some really exciting things in my personal life. But I am still going to be here in the family and here following along on your running journeys. And I hope to see you guys kicking butt through the rest of this Run Disney season. And maybe I will be able to come cheer sometime, you know, for maybe springtime or maybe wine and dine. Who knows? going to miss you. I know you're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get rid of me that easily. I'm, I'm like glitter. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> Just when I thought it was out, you pulled it back in. <laughs> I mean, I still have glitter in my hair from, um, from Disneyland and I've washed it like three times. So I'm like that Disneyland glitter. <laughs> But but in all seriousness, Allie, yeah, we're 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 beyond we're beyond thrilled for you to you know explore all these wonderful coaching opportunities and Thanks. and you know like like I told you um you know when you shared the news with us um I I like to make the correlation to the, the Japanese language um you know everyone knows that you know to say goodbye in Japanese is sayonara and when I was an exchange student I learned that. People really don't say sayonara in Japan because that means the forever goodbye, mm-hmm. and so they have more of a like more casual way and uh, just saying jane, which means see you real soon. Exactly, <laughs> and, and and that's and, and and that's this situation. You you are forever in the the hearts and minds of us here in, in this video chat right now, but in the podcast family 
and we know you're never going away and we're we're so indebted to you for the contributions that you have made and that you will continue to make and um you know we're we're just we're beyond thrilled for you so we love you thanks i love you too yeah. we are excited but i don't think i can go on anymore all right friends <laughs> happy running no 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 I'll, I'll i'll make it through but no gosh all right Allie. that's great we'll always love you so thanks for and yeah and, and you were right Allie. thanks for bringing that up so the rest of our friends aren't wondering did bob do something to Allie? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that uh, let's change subjects here before christmas we made an instagram post i don't think it got hit a whole lot but we had enough folks looking at it, that we wanted to answer the question. And that Instagram post asked what our favorite Christmas movies were. And someone got them all right. I'll tell you what, let's go around the room here and give the correct answer. I'll go ahead and start. And everyone that I saw got me right. I guess I'm just that transparent. My favorite Christmas movie (laughs) It was a Christmas story, and there's, there's a lot of reasons why, but we got a lot of things to talk about tonight. Uh, if you're interested, I'll explain later, but not right now. Uh, Lexi, which one was yours? Mine was The Night They Saved Christmas, an oldie but a goodie. And, Never and that, seen that it. That was very popular. I haven't either, but that was uh, amongst some of our friends, that was a very popular choice. Allie, yours was? A lot of people got me pegged. I am the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. <laughs> that tracks. That, yeah, it tracks. <laughs> uh, Greg, yours was? Like Allie, it, it's easy to peg me. I was a Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. An excellent choice, by the way, Greg. Mm-hmm. Very good one. John? Mine was Scrooged. You know, I was going to go with Die Hard, but... I had to go to an official <laughs> Christmas movie, Scrooge. Scrooge is a good one too. That and I shouldn't say, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Inferring to the others, I don't like yours. I probably I hadn't seen the other two. So, um, Alicia, which was yours? Mine was How Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Okay, okay, okay. Good choice. I, I also I want to point out that someone had. <laughs> for the Grinch one, someone put some some pretty like shade on there when they said, um, the what did they say? They said the the cartoon one, not, not the the Jim Carrey, the animated, but the yeah. Jim I specifically one. like the Jim Carrey, which is funny yeah. because I'm iffy on his movies, but I I always have to watch that one. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. good. I like both. I do like the uh, cartoon one a, a little bit better, but I. Totally love Jim Carrey doing the Grinch too. Yeah. See, I, Alicia, I agree with you. To me, Jim Carrey's hit and miss. He's done mm-hmm. a couple of movies I think are just awesome, and a couple that I think are just awful. So, yep, yeah. Uh, Jack, wrap it up. Yours was which? It was a Christmas Vacation. But like you, John, I almost put Die Hard. But you know how some people are debatable. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not? So I went straight up Christmas and Christmas Vacation is what it is. Christmas Vacation is my close second. That is one that I watch every single year. It's a beaut, Clark. It's a beaut. (laughs) (laughs) He used them all. (laughs) I, I also got crap for my daughter because we have a family tradition 
that on Christmas Eve we watched the Polar Express, Aww. and that one is a very close second. And she and she was a, a little little miffed at me that I didn't have that one. But I mean, well, she can come on and she can do hers next. That's right. Time. There we go. That's right. <laughs> Tell her to get her own podcast, and then she can. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. Probably three years from no. now she'll have one. Um, it wasn't really a contest, but since only one person got them all correct, we actually do have a reward. Allie, what do we have that we can send? Our, first of all, who is our winner? And what do we have we can send them? Our winner is Kristen L. Or on Instagram, Grow and Glow Life. And I have a few things that I could send. So if you want to DM us, I think we have a rise and run tumbler. We have some shirts. Um, we have a couple things. So we have we have some things that we could send you. Fabulous so, prizes. Fabulous <laughs> prizes. So we'll we'll reach out on Instagram and um, message us back with your address, and we'll send something to you. Cool stuff. Thanks for those of you who did participate. That was fun, and we just did it for fun. But we figured, hey, we got the stuff. Let's reward the person who got them all right. Way to go! Maybe next Christmas our movies will change. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> never, it, never. Ne- I next Christmas there'll no, be three yeah. three people saying uh, the Bruce Willis movie. Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. Yippee ki yay. Now cut it right <laughs> Not there. Not a Christmas <laughs> movie. All right. So All right. Look, look, look. We uh, we don't need a two hour and forty minute episode today. <laughs> so. All right, friends, let's do something we've been doing every week for a while. Let's look at the training schedule. Princess Weekend is now just five weeks away. We are in training week 13 of Princess Weekend. We'll see you there before you know it. If you're doing any of the long runs on the Princess Weekend, you have a four-mile run with a magic mile this weekend reminder i think you've done them already but remember that the magic mile is included in those four miles best way to do this is to do one really slowly then do your magic mile then do your last two remember magic mile is a measuring stick more than it is a training tool just a way to base your paces for the rest of your training Springtime surprise. I I hate talking about the last run of the season. We just finished the big run of the season. We're talking about the last run of the season, but it's 11 weeks away. We are in week five of that training schedule. In fact, if you're doing the 5K alone in springtime, that hasn't started yet. But for the rest of them, if you're doing the challenge or the 10-mile run, you have a three-mile run this weekend. You know, I saw questions and this comes up all the time. Folks who did dopey ask, Hey, I'm going to princess. Where should I pick it up? My best recommendation is just pick it up where it is right now. Mm -hmm. You'll be in good shape and just go with that because you're certainly tracks and keep training. (laughs) Yeah. Depends on where you are. You're right. You're right. We're in that, we're in that time. Speaking of training and what's going on and coming off of dopey, Uh, it is not unusual at all to suffer from what we have 
phrased, and I think I need to give credit to Brittany Charbonneau for this. I think she was the first one I heard call the dopey downers. It's just a feeling after you have worked so hard for so long for a major goal that you're trying to accomplish, you do it and you kind of go, all right, now what? So if you're feeling it, know that you're not alone. If you need to take a little time, take a little time. I will tell you honestly, I did zero last week. I should have, but I didn't. But then get back out there. You don't want to waste all the effort that you've put into it so far. I would say another way to kind of help with your dopey downers, I have a tendency to do this a lot, is just to go back on YouTube and watch videos from Marathon Weekend specifically. Um, just be like, oh, I remember that part of the course. Oh, I remember this. That's too funny. Um, and you can check out our Passport to Run videos for the half marathon that's going to be up. <laughs> yes, it, it is up right now, the half-half marathon. <laughs> I I had asked Alicia because I was feeling a little bit down as well, too, if like she'd ever encountered anything like this. And so I I was feeling a little like, depressed, sad, edgy, like a little like anxious, nervous, like maybe a little annoyed if that's the right word. Um, and I just wasn't feeling myself. And and so I also looked it up um, on the internet too. And there is something that's like that happens to your body post-marathon, especially if you've been training really hard and then you, you know, taper down. And it happens, like you said, Alicia, in your taper as well too, where you can just feel like this just, I don't know, unrest inside of your body. And so you have to think about your sleep patterns, keep sleeping like an athlete, getting it, getting a lot of rest, getting nutrition like you should be, hydrating, continue to do that. Your hormones will settle down because your hormones are affected when you're marathon training. Um, your cortisol levels get higher when you're marathon training. And a lot of this stuff needs time to get back to normal. So I think that the, the consensus that I read on the internet was like somewhere between like um, – 30 days or so, like it kind of, you know, some said like 20, some said 40, but it seemed to be around 30 days before your body kind of gets back to normal too. So if you're feeling some extra emotions or things just feel a little different or your running feels a little sluggish or something like that, that's all normal. Yeah. I, I like to think that I am not prone to that, but that's bull. I'm just like anybody else. And yeah, I, I had those same feelings, Allie. I don't want to call it depression. That's an exaggeration. Right, but, right. Uh, didn't feel my, didn't, wasn't my normal up, let's go, rah, rah mm -hmm. self. And, uh, but the big thing I want to share with our friends is don't, number one, it's normal. Expect it. You will get over it. Don't let it ruin what you've worked up to so far. Don't put yourself back. Don't drop out for four, five, six weeks and then put yourself back. Have to start all over again. Get out there, put a couple miles in, do the old 10-minute rule. Go out for 10 minutes. If you're not feeling it, come on back. But mm -hmm. most great, of the time, yeah, I wish it was an original idea, but it it's one I've read. Uh, most of the time, you'll find that you're going to complete your training run. So keep it up, friends. Get out there. And then we got a whole bunch of folks, as I said already, they're still pointing to their first one. So we mm -hmm. want to, we're excited for them too. And we, we want to get, uh, we want to get them across those finish lines also. And like you said, Bob, even if there's nothing on your schedule, like I have nothing on my schedule until right now, hopefully bird in hand, I'm 
shooting for that one. So just get those little 35 minute uh, weekly runs in just to get yourself, keep some of that momentum going. Like you said, yeah, just keep moving. Yeah. If you can do one long one a month, if you can get out there for 10 miles once a month or so, that's going to keep you in great shape. Yeah. So I would even say just, you know, maintenance of 30, 30, 45 minutes twice a week. And then, uh, on the weekends, three to six miles. And then whenever you need to ramp up, then you can ramp up easily and you're not starting from zero. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Tonight, we really want to talk about the wonderful weekend that was two weeks ago now. We are going to talk about Disneyland next week, but this week we want to talk about the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. Let's kick it off. Let's start in order, and let's talk about the expo. Who was there on Thursday? I know John and I were. Anybody I was there. Else? I was. Alicia? Well, I think it was just the three of us that were there Thursday. Any thoughts it would on be the Wednesday. Expo? Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're <laughs> right. It would have been Wednesday. Yeah, I'm so used to every other weekend it's Thursday. Every other Disney weekend it would be Thursday. But yeah, it sure was on Wednesday. In fact, for the first time ever, Becky and I got there on Tuesday. So we got over to the expo earlier than we normally do. Found was that the it lines crazy? were just yeah, it was pretty crazy. I think it's been worse, but the the lines snaked quite a bit. John, you went through them before I did. What was your experience? Wasn't that bad? I mean, I lucked out again. I got a very early uh, queue spot for the uh, merchandise. Yeah, that's expo. not that's no longer luck, John. With the rate that you're doing it, that's just I, it's I don't science. know what it is. It's yeah, right. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's science. You've, you've established something. We don't know what it is. I don't know yet. I, I hope it stays true. I could do it for that, but I can't get a darn, what do you call it? Uh, Tron Tron. Oh, really? well, I, I, I did get a Tron queue at the one o'clock hour with Bob, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but still that was it. But like the first morning ones I can't get, but for a race weekend for expo, I've been doing good. Knock on wood. Uh, but it, the lines weren't that bad going through. So we, we uh, went in, got our merch, which was okay for me. I didn't buy a lot this year. Bought a jacket, bought a keychain, and an annual pass shirt. And that was it. Uh, then headed up to the uh, bib pickup, which was kind of nice in a way that it was all in one level. Like, like last year. So me and my wife can actually stay in the same line and not have to split up. Mm, you're right. But it looked lo- it looked large because where we queued up, where we picked our bibs up for Dopey last year was a queue area for everybody. And it looked like, oh my God, but it, it moved was, pretty quickly. It was pretty long, John. It was long. But it, when Bob but it and moved, I were in there, it was long. <laughs> but it, it was moved, long. But it seemed to move quickly. We were in there a while. Yeah, got a lot of photos. Got time. a lot of photos taken in there, which was that was kind of fun. I got to see a lot of friends going back and forth. Got, got a lot of pictures in there. Um, John, I didn't see keychains. What did the keychains look like? It had marathon week. It's big keychain. There's something. There's always something I miss in those. I didn't see it. Like, run Disney ones. Maybe they maybe they sold out before I got there. I didn't see it. I did see Alicia in the line for the 
bib pickup though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alicia, I thought that was pretty long. It was long. My mom was like, I'm just going to sit out here and enjoy the weather. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And I got in there and she was like, I'm so glad that I waited on a bench and didn't have to stand in there forever yeah. and ever. <laughs> it took a long time, but we got through it. I got there right at 11. I remember that now because uh, I was looking for our friends, Alan and Grace, but they they were a little bit late. So I headed up your way and you were already in line but not far ahead of me. Yeah, I had done the the official merch first because um, I got a decent virtual queue. So I did that. Um, I also didn't buy a ton this time. Um, and then I made my way to the bibs. Our virtual queue, and I was fine with this, our virtual queue hit around three o'clock. So I was at the expo for about four hours, but I had a great time. I just had a lot of fun. Um, quick hi to... Uh, to Chris and Jeff, because the lines are always long to see them. I go back and see them later. Uh, there was a long line to get into the health and fitness expo when, after we picked up our bib. That line stretched. Was that the first time? I don't know if this is true, but is that the first time that there was like a queue to get into that expo? No, I've seen it before. Uh, this was as long as I recall it being, but I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. It was up top. They had the door up top queuing out. But then they decided to move it onto the field, and you went through the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because you came out of the back of the expo for that one, went across the baseball fields, and went through the bottom level. So you didn't. Go oh, downstairs. that's different. That's different, John. That's yeah. different. We didn't. I saw uh, that, that, yeah, you got in right before that. We were. I was outside hanging with Hollywood, and uh, we saw it. Then we decided to head back in, and because. We want to meet you, you, Bob, because that's where you were hanging out. Yeah. I just find it funny that when you're picking up your bibs, there's only one booth for Goofy. Yeah. I mean, you can't get lost. Yeah, the lonely Goofy <laughs> booth. Yeah. All by I think it was just me and you, Jack, that we were the it only ones funny. who were Goofy, apparently. I think there were, <laughs> I mean, we got the, Ryan put the stats up. I think Goofy only was like 1,200 people. That's off the top of my mm-hmm. head. I didn't look it up. Um. The line to get in snaked so long that when I was talking to our friend Coach Twiggs, he had plans to go outside and demonstrate acceleration gliders to people. Well, he did it once, and when he came to come back in, he was told, no, you have to get in that line. <laughs> he said, oh, my wow. goodness. Well, that's the end of that. <laughs> he did it once, and that was the end of it. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting following the expo on the first day from the social media side of things uh, because I didn't fly down until late Wednesday night. And when I saw the photos of the line going around the soccer fields, when you left bib pickup to go to the expo, I mean, I, I would have to think from a logistic standpoint that made a ton of sense because then you're cutting down on the traffic going up the stairs and in that whole, you know, center, uh, you know, congregating area but I mean, the, the fact that they decided to stretch it that far really goes to show how many people are coming on that first day and how how you know crazy busy it can be. It was right. fun. I I missed that. That must have happened after I was inside. Yeah, it happened. I think a little bit after we were there, Bob. Um, but it wasn't much long after that because I did hear people talking about it. So it had to be close. Yeah, because but, I saw you go in the front, 
door, the top door, mm-hmm. right. when, when we were hanging with Boyd. And uh, then next thing we know, that line's gone. And they're all on the soccer field. Yeah, so it had to be right after. <laughs> I had I had a blast at the expo. Really enjoyed it. Don't know that I bought, bought anything. Did get to the Disney merch thing. Becky and I picked up a jacket. I like it. It's the marathon weekend jacket. Not the Dobby jackets were gone. Of course, I think they were gone by. Uh, let's see, when did it open? Nine. I think they're gone. Open done by nine o two or something like that. No, supposedly there was some out later on in the day. They but, must yeah, have larger redone sizes. Them. Yeah, I didn't see them. I didn't see them. I'm, I am happy with the marathon jacket though. I got so, my big mug. The marathon mug is so big and so wonderful, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing I get every single year. Just reminds Yay. me of how wonderful and strong I am every time I have my morning cup of tea. I love that. Well, Jack and Jack and I went to the expo on Thursday. Um, actually, you could say that Jack and I had a day long date together. It was ab- it was absolutely <laughs> <Fun>. lovely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we got to the expo right for opening, and we were we were chatting about what we thought our experience was going to be like based on the fact that we were going out on the second day, and we're like, you know, are we going to be able to, you know, are, how many friends are we going to bump into, and how long are we going to be there, because... I remember last year, like being at the expo for like five hours and yeah. going to eat lunch, and you know, because you're just having so much fun, you know, chatting with your friends and you know, getting excited for the weekend. And even though, from a sheer crowd's perspective, it was extremely, extremely manageable. Um, what did you say, Jack? We were there a good two hours. Yeah, two two and a half hours. Because yeah. every time that we thought we were like about ready to go you know we'd bump into somebody whether that mm-hmm. was coach twigs and then on on the way back um right near the exit was uh bb brooks booth yeah. and we stopped to chat with her for a little bit and then that turned into a 20 minute conversation and everything like that um but yeah so very very manageable but even on that second day still got a chance to bump into a lot of friends and it was just as much of a uh, wonderful time as always even if you're going on the first day it was a lot of fun i went on friday and i had the same experience too and i ran into some rise and runners at the expo i saw jennifer and then i also saw chris twigs and, and a bunch of other people too so it's yeah you run into people everywhere we go now at Run Disney Races. I, I went Friday incognito, but it didn't work because <laughs> I, I opened my mouth and then that's – but I love it, friends. Don't get me wrong. I really do. The only problem was when I went Friday, I didn't have much time. Uh, and I learned I learned that I'm not using uh, resort transportation to go to the expo anymore. That was not cool. That, what oh, happened? Well, it just took – it took – From the time I got on the bus at Port Orleans French Quarter until we got out of the Port Orleans complex was 30 minutes. What? Yeah. It just, it just, we we sat and waited for a long time. Then we went to four different stops, I believe. Could have been three. And I knew I was in trouble when we got there. We got there at three and Becky and I had dinner reservations at Disney Springs at 4.30 so I'm thinking, I need to leave here at 3.30. And the bus driver says, I'm going on lunch. Nothing against the bus driver. The bus driver gets a lunch break. But I thought, oh, golly. 
And so I probably waited 40 minutes for the bus to get back. Everything worked out, but I have a car when I go there. So I'm not going to rely on the expo buses. I don't want to, I mean, I suspect others have had great experience with the expo buses. Uh, This was just my only time using it and it will remain my only time using it. Yeah, sometimes if they stop at other locations, it's not always the case. So that can get long. Yeah. Sometimes I've had really good experiences. Sometimes I've had poor experiences. Yeah. Same with going to the races. So you yeah, just re- never know what you're going to get. But To and from the races was great. But for the expo, not so cool. Well, speaking of the expo, I actually I, I am curious to hear Lexi's thoughts on this. Because, you know, obviously we saw the photos Wednesday of the massive queue line to get bibs. Jack and I go Thursday and it's a ghost town in terms of vib pickup. And then Lexi, when you arrived at the expo, you sent us a photo that everybody was queued up again. So yeah. how how busy was it on Friday? So I went on Friday at it would have been probably 2 p.m. No, 1 p.m. It was around 1. And the line was for bib pickup was all the way upstairs and winding around that upstairs room. Yes. Yes. And I was there. I was in line for probably huh. 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'd never uh, had that experience before. No, never on a Friday. Uh, right. I was going to say it's all the goofy runners, but we already determined that there just weren't that many. Yeah. There's only 1200 mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, there's not that many goofy runners. And no. Maybe there were just a bunch All of marathoners? individual marathoners. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I, I was, I could see something like that for, say, Friday, like late afternoon, yeah. or like on Saturday for Saturday, you know, for yeah. maybe locals who are just doing mm-hmm. the marathon or something like that. But it was, I, I just, I found it interesting that I thought it would just be like a sliding scale down. That it would be, you know, when you know Wednesday was your busiest, and then it would just trickle down and down. And the fact that it was a U shape is hmm. that, that's super yeah. intriguing. Even when we got into the room to go into the different booths and everything. The line for the half marathon was huge. Mm-hmm. One yeah, of my clients expo was slammed. Every single, every single number um, category had a, like at least ten people in line, except the goofy booth for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> I walked straight up to mine. Ain't no yeah. one in line. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And even when I went to the expo where the vendors are, like it was, it was very crowded yeah, there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really have to wait in line to get my shirt, but. Okay, you're right. It was pretty busy. And because I knew I needed to save my money for Disneyland, I didn't even go into the Run Disney merch area. I'm so proud of you. That that is a level of self control that I didn't know a human could have. Good but for you. See, but see, I knew that if I went in there, there would be no self control. <laughs> so I was just like, it does not exist. It's fine. Okay. I'm buying another suitcase to go home with. It's okay. Yeah, right. It all went towards Disneyland. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll hear how that happened, how that worked out for you next week. <laughs> I, I have no continued. answer to this. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. I, because, you know, Goofy's a great event. Mm-hmm. It just surprises me that the numbers are so low. But I, I'm not going to answer why. I have no idea why. Uh, maybe I'll run it next year and find out. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Let us move on to Thursday morning and the 5K. I got there. I saw John. John, thoughts on the five? Thoughts on the 5K? It's a, it was it was okay. It was a 5K. You know, we had a good time walking. Uh, Bob was uh, being Mister Character again, being dressed as Goofy. Mm-hmm. People were stopping him, grabbing him, taking pictures. That was- that was my only character for the weekend, Goofy, and it was easy to do. You've seen the pictures, I'm sure. So Bob was just dressed as himself? I was. Yes. <laughs> I was. Yep. Yep. I have my big hands. I painted them white <laughs> and tied these two fingers together. Yep. That was fun. His ears magically grew two feet. It was, like, they it was incredible. Did. They did. Do you have a son named Max? <laughs> I do. In fact, here you go. I thought for a second, I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> so for everyone listening, he's, he's holding up a picture of the Powerline. The Goofy movie. Powerline Max Goofy movie. from yeah. the Goofy movie game. Yep. My wife and Be- Becky, they, they kind of yeah ran together. They're dressed as mini mouses. Yeah. And Becky, had, Becky had a little different vibe for the polka dots on her uh costume do you want to tell them bob she did she had rise and run the circular rise and run stickers yeah it was pretty nice i i i need to do more characters i'm not i'm not going to do them for the long runs i don't see that happening but everything that we talk about doing characters or dressing in costumes is true it's fun and it's fun as much for the people who are out there than it, as it is for you with goofy. I had, and I love this. There are a lot of little kids in the five K's with their moms and dads. I think that is fantastic. I love seeing it. And most of the little kids love goofy. And I had so many of them just walking up to me and just saying, hi, goofy. I just ate that up. Uh, I had Sam, shout out to Sam. Hi, Sam. Sam, Kristen told Sam, that's Bob from the podcast. Sam didn't run up and say hi, Goofy. He ran up and said hi, Bob. And for some reason, even though we were walking, we we must have passed one another five times. So I heard from Sam a bunch of times. Shout out to Sam. Uh, my other, my only comment on the 5K, John, I thought it was more crowded on the course than I recall at any previous race. I thought the 5K was really crowded. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we were, where did we start? We started C? No, we started back further, I think, because where was Becky? E? No, no, she, no, no. I think. D? D, D. I think she was in D, yeah. D, yeah, Yeah. D. Yeah, because Diane had, Diane had C, I had B. I had and, C. And I Becky had C had, for that race, but Becky had D. Yeah, so we started D's. in D, yeah. So we yeah. started in D, yeah. Yeah, Becky's uh, halfway through her fa- farewell tour. She means it this time. I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I'm not I, kidding. I was just about ready to ask this. Did, she means didn't it. Didn't we hear this last we year did. at this we time? Did. <laughs> we did. Remember how Brady came back for a year? I think Becky's back for you. I don't think it. I'm quite confident. But wait, now, if she's going to follow the Brady complex, that means next race season, she's going to take the whole season off. Yeah. And then she's going to move into a commentating role for the, uh, oh. the following season. So Becky and Carissa, that'd be interesting. There we go. That, that The perfect combo. 
that would be interesting. But the 5K was fun, and it usually is. So those of you who did the 5K, hope you had a good time. I hope we saw you, and I enjoyed it, and I know John and Becky and Diane did too. As I mentioned, I went back to the expo that afternoon. And then uh, 10K. Thoughts on the 10K. Now we pick up some more friends at the 10K, right? Who else did the 10K? I did the 10K. did the 10K. I cheered for it with Diane. That counts. That counts. Greg, what did you think of the 10K? I have said on this podcast several times before, and I still hold true today, that that course is the perfect Run Disney 10K course. You got the little bit of the road, and you knock it out right in the beginning, and then it's just all wonderful sights to see. There is nothing better than running around World Showcase and uh, the Crescent Lake Epcot Resort area in the dark and at sunrise and everything like that. It's not running down Main Street USA, but I mean, it, it's it's pretty darn cool, and I love it. I went into the race not knowing exactly what I was going to do or who I was going to run with. Um, and then right at the last minute, our friend um, David uh, down in Kennesaw um, was like, hey, I, I just I need to take it slow. So what do you want to do? And uh, him and I did the entire race together and had an absolute blast. And yeah, I mean, not much to say outside of a, a wonderful course, wonderful company. And it was nice to, you know, again, similar to what you guys said about the 5K, you know, crowded at times and everything like that. And I remember my 10K experience from Marathon Weekend last year being really disappointed that I didn't get to do um, any character stops because of the lines. Um, but I think Run Disney has heard that feedback and they have reacted appropriately to it and i think you're starting to see a lot more uh characters on the course and making the lines a little bit more manageable i we definitely stopped for it was uh peter pan and wendy and oh that's um, a cool one and well and, and we wanted to do it because um david was actually dressed as peter uh so it worked out really well and I mean, sure, you know, the line stretched across that the bridge uh, that connects the UK to France, but it moved at a pretty good clip. We probably waited no more than 10 minutes. You know, there was no, um, you know, fear of the balloon ladies approaching us. So, yeah, overall, it was it was a wonderful race. You reminded me the only character I stood in line for all weekend was at the 5K. Anybody want to guess? Goofy. Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> That was about a gorsh. Gorsh. I was getting I was getting good at gorsh. How you doing? And uh, the kids were loving that. Yeah, that was about a 15-minute line. 10K. I had fun in the 10K. I met up with some friends. Uh, Carol, our buddy Caroline. Uh, Caroline could was not supposed to run, so I said, to heck with it. You know, Caroline, I walk these anyway. Caroline, Lauren was with us, and then Stephanie caught up with us. It was a fun group to walk with. I enjoyed it. The weather was good for the 10K. Uh, Stephanie gave us lessons. Lauren did a nice jump shot. I can no longer get off the ground. <laughs> that's that's not in my lexicon anymore. And Stephanie decided, hey, the way to get good-looking jump shots is to put your hands in the air and skip. That was Ooh. really entertaining. That was really yeah. entertaining. Caroline didn't know how to skip. 
I, I kid you not. And uh, I've got one picture of me skipping with my hands in the air. I'll try and get it to you guys. It's it's not quite as funny as it should be, but it's funny enough. So that was the 10K for me. John, how about you? 10K was very interesting in the corrals in the beginning. So Sea Corral was huge. I mean, it was probably the size of two corrals, I think, wide when we got up oh. there. Uh, we had two medical emergencies in there, which oh, was no. very, which were very scary because, mm. you know, they're doing their thing. Their race announcers are talking and they have the speakers and now someone's yelling medic, holding their hand up. How do you get there? Right. How do you get, how do you get these med- Yeah. So I was, uh, guiding Rachel, Rachel's a nurse. So Rachel ran over there. Luckily, when we got there, somebody else was taking care of the person on mm. the ground. Uh, but then once that happened, uh, Disney Medical came in and took care of that person. Then within 15, 20 minutes later, somebody else went down. So and the same thing over again, trying to get people there was very interesting. Trying to help, trying to get the first responders that were there to get get to these people is a little uh, interesting. Like on the course, I mean, there's the bikers going up and down the course and the medical tents around. And if somebody gets hurt, you could say here, I'm at mile three, but yeah, I'm in corral C mm-hmm. where, you know, mm-hmm. I've had that happen before, John, actually in multiple different races, I've had that happen where it happened in the corral. And it is scary because everybody's screaming medic and it's like, can anybody hear us? Are they coming? Is the person going to get help in time? So, yeah, that's scary. And I'm glad that they got to them. Yeah. And, and the one person they wheeled back out in a wheelchair. So I, I'm assuming they were okay. So it kind of did work out pretty well for them, I hope. But besides that, 10K was like a fun race. I, that's the best 10K course, Greg. I, I agree with you. Not that one where you run like all the way out on the highway for like five miles to get a little taste of Epcot at the end, you know, but this one, this was a good one. And of course, coming down boardwalk, we saw Jack and Diane. Yes. It was mm-hmm. a little, it, it was a little ditty though, you a know, a little, little ditty about yeah, Jack and right. Diane. That's right. Yes. I still need that's to right. hear this song because you guys have mentioned it. Somebody else I mentioned, has mentioned that. It. That's right. That's yeah. the first thing I thought of when I saw it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it was from the eighties. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's great song? It, it wasn't John- very popular. So. No, you know, you probably never heard it. This is a guy called John Cougar sang it, who became John Cougar Mellencamp. Was that before or after he was John Cougar Mellencamp? So he was Johnny Cougar first, actually. Then he's John Cougar. Then John Cougar Mellencamp. Now he's John Mellencamp. You know, he changes Aww. his names constantly. I've yeah. never heard of him. You can look, you can look that one up. You'll, it's, a, it's a video. You can watch it on YouTube. You know, I bet you he has a great music video and i bet you there's somebody named jack and there's someone named diana <laughs> uh yeah half of our sure listeners feel like they they relate to that and then the other half feel really old and are taking ibuprofen <laughs> right now and going to bed <laughs> hey, easy, easy on the old folks there Allie. i'm one of you right <laughs> now i feel like i need to take an ibuprofen and i know the song <laughs> i've never heard of them ever well okay Okay, right. but Jack and Diane were there. That was cool. 
I, I, I go, Diane, where is the cowbell? He goes, oh, it was a quiet zone over there. We couldn't be loud. Oh, yeah, that makes that's sense. Kind of yeah, I, okay. I don't yeah. like when they do that. I get it, but oh, I don't like that they do yeah. that. I yeah. mean, like it was, it was still cool. To, I had a lot of fun cheering. It was really cool to see the very first person come by, and then obviously wait till like. That wasn't me, was it? I mean, you're never, so fast, Bob. I, I it, could it, barely it, see no. you. You zipped by. <laughs> it was a quiet zone, but when you got on the boardwalk, everyone's yelling and screaming. And oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and, and I think that's what makes that course really special too. Is that for a short course, you can have you know the spectators, you know, especially around the Epcot resorts, because you know, again, you know, I, I, you had the Mellon Camp crew uh, parked out in front of the Swan Dolphin, and then. When I made the turn, um, just past Jelly Rolls and the Atlantic Dance Hall, um, I bumped into um, our buddy Devin uh, from yeah. Zippity Tees yeah. uh, and uh, Fit Fab Disney, and and you know, so got to you know chat with her for a couple of minutes, and yeah, it's some you know, even though I wasn't in the bad place mentally, you know, just you know, getting that support and seeing loved ones and friends and everything like that, you know, really can you know. Get, oh, give great. you a little extra pep in your step. That's great. So I just want to say also that you do not need to necessarily be staying at any of those boardwalk resorts to be able to cheer there. An easy way to do it is just don't lift to the Disney resorts. Take a lift or Uber to like this. I went to the Swan and Dolphin Reserve and it was a quick oh. five minute walk over to the boardwalk and no one ever stopped me or said anything to me. So if you want to go and um, cheer, that's a great place to cheer at because we were right at mile three and it was great. Good plan. Plus four. Yeah. I think that's, I that's what Diane did too. So she did that same thing. Yeah, Jack, I'm glad that worked out for you because I know you and I were strategizing about yeah. that on, on Thursday. So because I, I I mean, I've heard stories that it's easier to get into Fort Knox than it is to get into the boardwalk without a dining reservation. So that's yeah, you, true. you, you know me. I am Jack. What? I could do anything. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you know who I am? I'm on a <laughs> podcast and I have two YouTube channels. Right. So we finished the 10K and then we're wondering what's going to happen to the half. And we find out Friday afternoon that the half's been shortened. I, I got I to say something here. I think Run Disney handled it absolutely as well as they possibly could. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. If, yep. If, and I look, my friends. If this was your first half, if this was your first dopey or goofy challenge, if this was your first time where you were going to, maybe you only signed up for the half and you were going to run through the castle. I get it that you're bitterly disappointed. I do. I understand. I'm disappointed too. You know, we're disappointed for you on your behalf. Yes, we are. But I really was afraid that we were going to lose the whole race. And Mm -hmm. I also was afraid we were going to, we'll talk about it in a minute. I was afraid we were going to lose our meetup. And the, the thing is, had that storm, it was a frontal storm. So the front's moving basically west to east. If it speeds up by a mile an hour and gets there earlier, we miss the race. If it slows down by a mile an hour, it gets there later, we miss the meetup. It hit perfectly. It couldn't Mm -hmm. have hit any better. We really lucked out. But- uh, that's a tough decision and you cannot mess with lightning. I have talked to people. I, I mean, I, you know that I live in Florida. I go over to the pool. Lightning in the summer is a common occurrence. 
if I hear thunder, there's a lightning detector over there. If I hear thunder, if I see the lightning detector go off, I'm out of there. Now, most of the time, the lightning doesn't come to that immediate area. But in lightning, you can only be wrong once. So I'm not taking a chance. So Run Disney did what they had to do. Now, to those of you who went out and did the extra six miles, you have my I undivided oh, yeah. admiration. Good for you. I saw there was only going to be seven miles. I went, yay. <laughs> I get a break. So I have a question for everybody. And I, I've been holding on to this one since Marathon Weekend because I, I know I like to harass all of you because we have our own Facebook chat and we you know talk on a daily basis and and we utter some really great stuff. And then usually I'm the one that chimes in and says, folks, let's save it for the pod. So again, I, I've been I've been on this one for for two weeks now, and I have to ask: Do you think the fact that this was the first time coast to coast was back, do you think that factored into their decision as to whether or not this race was going to run or not? Oh, I oh, had yeah. that. I yeah. thought the same thing. How do you have a coast to coast challenge and the half or half or full that weekend? And you don't have a half. Greg, I I think they would have done, regardless, I think they would have done whatever they could to get whatever they could in. Well, so they, I'm going to say they, probably not. They have done in the past where they did the half marathon and marathon on the same day. They have done that. So I'm sure that would have been an option if it was available. Yeah. Yeah. But if there was good enough weather to at least do half the race, I could totally understand why they chose that. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It was. I remember, you know, as you know, speculation started to fly. You know, during the course of the entire day, I went back to um, Gerald Resnick's video mm-hmm. of the of Marathon Weekend 2017. That was the year that the um, that the half got canceled because lightning rolled in around 2 a.m. or something like that. And obviously, that puts the volunteers at risk. And I remember it was at that point where, you know, they, they called it and they had, I think the options were you could either get a full refund for the race. You could run. Yeah. Part. Yeah. You're right. You're right, Jack park ticket. You could run the half, but on Sunday during the full, and then they parked buses at, I think at that year, Animal Kingdom was like the half marathon point or something like that. So you yep. could just run the half and get on the bus and get your medal, or you could run the full. And I remember starting to have a mental game with myself of mm-hmm. if that was going to be the situation, what was I going to do? Because I I need I want to get myself mentally prepped for that and. You know, and then you know, talk to my wife about you. Know, she was flying down about you know, bringing me more fuel and maybe like my hydration vest or something like that. And I, I went into that thing that if that was going to be the case, I was going to run the full because I had the blessing of the two most important people um, that I needed from that weekend, and that was number one, my wife, and number two, Chris Twiggs. And the fact that both <laughs> of them gave me their blessing that I could potentially run a full on uh, on Sunday, but again. Yeah. It, it it you know didn't happen and um you know so I'm glad that everyone at least got to get some miles in uh during that day. My first run Disney race was the uh 2019 Star Wars 5K. Yeah. We got I remember that got, one. We got pushed on the buses 
And then, you know, it's okay, get out of the course. We might be canceled. Uh, we might not, so depending. You got pushed on a bus. I got pushed into a bathroom. Oh, my. What? <laughs> yeah. I was in a bathroom for that. Is it a porta potty, I hope? No, no. It was like the one that, the one that's near the Upcot ball. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, I got pushed back on a bus and they said we can run it, start it. And then that was, that was, I mean, I granted it was a 5K. They gave us 2.1 miles. So we lost a mile on it. But still, my first yeah. race was uh, delayed, cut, cut short. But you know what? I'm here still running because they made the right call. And that's yeah. all I yeah. got to say. They did the right call. I mean, whatever they did was going to be wrong in someone's eyes. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that people thought that. You know, they did the best they can do. And them throwing that course together in a matter of how many hours? Yeah. That, right. well, I, was well, I wonder if they already had it. I, think I wonder they if did. they already I, had a backpack. Like a, I think they had a, contingency plans. But, but yeah. throwing all the, moving all the stuff around, all the mile right. markers. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the a logistics lot. The, yeah. It, overnight. So that morning, boom. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, John. Well, I don't know if you know, noticed how, like, closely it resembled the 10k course that you guys Mm -hmm. ran the day before and so i mean i've said it on this podcast before and i'll say it again but that is the most perfect half of a half course that i have ever run you get the my the you get the highway miles done in the beginning and then it's nothing but sights from there on out did i quote that directly greg So the day prior, I know I mentioned earlier on in this episode that I was having chest pains. The The day prior, we had gone to Animal Kingdom and we were, we were waiting in line for the safari ride. And it, I wasn't saying it, but it was getting really bad. I almost walked out of the line because it, one, it was a long wait. And I just, I had trouble standing there with all of my issues that I was having. And um, I was really, really worried that I wouldn't have been able to do the race or even finish it. I think deep down I knew I probably could have finished it as long as maybe I walked it. But um, personally, and I I know I feel bad thinking this, but I was kind of really happy it did get cut in half because of all the issues leading up to the race. And I didn't have answers at the time of what was going on with me. Um, and ever, And the more I worried, the worse it was getting. And it was becoming a little bit harder to breathe. Um, so, yeah, so... I decided to go from B Corral to E Corral to run with Lexi and Mark. And I'm really happy that I did it because my, it felt better to move. The problem was, is like clearly something was wrong and I wasn't able to run like I usually do. So I'm glad that I was able to be with them. Now, with that being said, we did get separated, I think around mile three. I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Um, because I went to go get footage of like Megara and Hercules. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Um, and then I turned around. It was so dark and so crowded and congested because they were trying to get us going that I could not find them. I literally stood at, I think, the mile marker three for a few minutes. I'm like, I still do not see them. And I was like, I was really nervous because I didn't bring my phone because I was afraid my phone would get damaged. So that wasn't. I don't know. That was probably not the best move to not bring it, but I was afraid not to have my phone, especially with Disneyland coming up so soon. Um, so, so I mean, and overall, ended up being a great race. Uh, even I, I felt so bad that I got separated from you guys. Um, 
But yeah, it was a great race, and Disney did what they needed to do with the weather coming in. And honestly, they jam-packed a whole lot of entertainment, and I I was very, very impressed with it. It was just the only thing I had to say was because we were in a further back corral, it was sometimes like running in place. <laughs> yeah, it was super congested. I was one of the um, – Maybe it was like 50-50. Half the people were really upset and half the people were kind of happy about it. Um, (laughs) But um, I was one of the ones that was happy about it because I was not planning on running the half because my body is just not where I could do two half marathons within a week from each other right now. Um, So... I was, they announced that they were doing 7.1. I was like, I can do 7.1 and a half. Um, cause I was going to save myself for Disneyland. But, um, I feel like they crammed 13 miles of entertainment they into did. seven mm-hmm. miles. They did. they did a wonderful <laughs> yeah. job with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did. then I don't know. I mean, Jack and I got separated. So I, Mark and I finished pretty close to the balloon ladies. Well, I say that. They cut the course right after we passed that point. That's right. I forgot about that. They cut it again um, towards the very end of the race to where people did not go around World Showcase. Yeah. And then, so it would be six miles instead of seven miles. And then they brought the balloon ladies to right in front of Test Track. And I remember turning to Mark, I'm like, the balloon ladies are ahead of us. And I'm like, how did that happen? Because we were going, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we knew what our pace was. And then I noticed that they weren't moving and people were just like stopping and taking pictures with them. And I was like, cool character stuff now? That'd be, hey, there you go. What an idea. <laughs> um, and then we realized they must have, you know, funneled people through. And as I was standing in line to get on the bus is when the bucket dropped out that's right. of the clouds. Mm-hmm. That's right. That, and that's why they had to cut it again because that forecast storm got mm-hmm. there. Lexi, it was really interesting um, to hear you say about you know the two different camps of people. You know, either those are really disappointed or, or really happy. Um, I fall into the camp that was really disappointed uh, mm-hmm. because I had one goal um, for this race weekend, and that was um, to get to Main Street when it was still really, really dark outside. Oh, because I, yeah. I've always, yeah, yeah. I've I've gotten there. You know, great. You know that like the exterior lights are still on the main street shops and everything like that. But usually the sun is like just peeking up over the castle, mm-hmm. and I wanted that like that run Disney PR, you know, um, material moment of like you know just you know seeing Cinderella's castle and it being pitch dark, and you know even though I didn't have a POT. Um, I had been working really hard to, you know, speed up my paces and I had this plan and Hollywood and another friend were going to pace me, you know, to, to get me there and everything like that. And obviously that, that all fell apart. Plus I had the best corral placement I have ever had for marathon weekend. I got, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got in to see, um, and, but again, it just, it, it didn't pan out and, and, and that's okay. There's going to be more run Disney races. There's going to be other opportunities for me to run down main street USA. Um, but going back to your comment though, about cramming a half marathon, um, amount of entertainment into that course, folks, the national nightmare is over. I finally got my picture with Powerline Max. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Yay. 
<laughs> because I I saw that a, a list had gone leaked um, of the characters once again, and I I knew that okay I'm like I have this time goal to get the main street, and then I'm like and then I'm just gonna shut it down and I'm just gonna have a lot of fun. And then when that list came out and I saw him, I'm like, crap, I'm going to have to run a lot further because I, I didn't want to be in a massively long line. So the fact that the course got cut, I was like, oh, I really hope they still have him. And what, and what, he was out behind living with the land, I think. Yes. He was before um, you re-entered Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I remember I was running along because I, I actually spent the majority of that race by myself because you know other people were – you know, wanting to save their legs for, um, you know, for the marathon the next day, which I totally respected. Um, so I, I'm just jogging along all by myself. And, you know, I see this relatively short line, but I can't see who the character is. And then all of a sudden I get up there and I see him. And I'm like, <laughs> I immediately do an about face and I get into the line. And no joke, within 30 seconds, I had a text from John. I had a text from our friend Tara. I had a text from uh, my buddy David, and I had a text from Hollywood. All in like just just crammed in. Greg, Powerline Max, Mile Four, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I just got in line. And then all of a sudden, I see David in Hollywood, about twenty people um, ahead of me, and they had a, a whole big group of people. Um, and they're like, Greg, get up here, get up here. And then, you know, so I like, you know, politely like, you know, made my way forward. And they're like, you're part of this group shot. And I thought to myself, no, I've waited for this moment <laughs> way too long. I am getting my photo by myself. I let that group of 20 get their photo and then let them move on. And I had my shining glory. So good way, way to stand up, everybody. Way to see eye to eye. I'm so glad that <laughs> happened. And uh, and Craig from Beyond the Mouse, if you're listening, I hope you got that moment for you as well, sir. Good deal. I have I have one last comment here about this shortened event. Again, kudos to those of you who did the other six miles. We're proud of you. Those of you who didn't, like me, you finished your challenge. You did. You did the mileage that Run Disney defined as the dopey challenge that weekend, and you did it. So a couple of weeks later, did it or didn't do it, doesn't make that big of a difference. I just know I got a dopey challenge medal on my wall, and I earned it, and you did too. Hey, that just made the um, the marathon with a few less miles on your legs. Well, here's the, the experience that I had, which is a little different, as I – had decided last minute that because of the the things that I want to be doing professionally, I was going to try to save my legs from doing a marathon. And um, so I was thinking, you know, I'm just going to, I signed up for Goofy, but I'm just going to do the half. And when the half got cut short, I said, well, this is a really rare opportunity where I can run the miles the next day. So I wasn't really that bummed about missing the six miles. And I thought, I'll just start the marathon and then you know, maybe Greg is at TTC and I can meet up with him and share with him. So it was kind of a weird, weird little experience. I didn't have that kind of uh, down feeling, but I know that Jen that I was running with, it was her first goofy and she struggled with that a lot. And she took that, she took that piece of um, wisdom that you're saying, Bob, to heart. And I think that really helped her through it is not only do we 
not only do we go to the parks and we get all these extra miles in that day and we're doing all of this, we are really, really walking a lot that whole weekend, probably doubling our mileage if if I could guess. But but you're right. She did do the challenge that was laid out in front of her and she crushed it. So those medals, she earned them. One thing that I saw on the half marathon course, half half marathon course, that was pretty interesting. The first character stop was what, like three quarters of a mile in? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so we're coming back around. We see the balloon ladies coming by that character stop. And all of a sudden we see people running across the median back to the other side of the road. I'm like, oh my God, they're cutting the course. No, they saw that the, because the first character, I forget who it was. I think it might've been Merlin or. Yeah, it was something like that. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it was Merlin, but when he was saw, there in the beginning. Yeah, When they saw that the line was empty, they were cutting across <laughs> the course to get the picture. They get the picture uh. they missed. And they're, then they're running back across. Then you see the guys going, guys, characters closed. Characters closed. You got to don't come across the median. Oh, okay. my gosh. I missed like, that. Who would have thought that? I'm like, I'm thinking oh, no. we, got, we got cheaters here that are cutting out three and three and a half miles. But no, they were. They're adding extra miles. <laughs> just to, get, to get a photo. Yes. Yeah. And then, Bob, going off of what you were saying about, you know, everyone you know taking that extra effort that you know if you wanted to get 13.1 on your watch for that day um again it it was awesome to see again it was it was shades of um you know seeing videos and and social media posts from you know what happened in 2017 um i just want to offer a um a big thank you to our community because when the news went down um i Jack and Lexi and I were all staying at, at Pop, and so we like powwowed in, in the food court to, to chat about things. And then I had started talking with uh, Kristen over at the Dopey Strong Group, and I know she was trying to figure out what to do because she, you know she had so many clients that were trying to figure out, you know, do I do the whole thirteen or and then you know so then that's when we came up with that idea of the go with the flow six miler that we were gonna you know do a little bit later in the morning on Saturday once everyone had gotten back, but obviously we did end up canceling again. I, I know it was an impromptu thing. It was you know wasn't extremely extremely organized by any means whatsoever. Um, but I just want to offer apologies um, that you know if, if you did have your heart set on joining us for that. But again, you know, just like what run Disney said, you know, there was still a very high risk for lightning at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, we did scrap it out of everybody's safety and everything like that. But for those of you that did get out there, whether it was hourglass Lake Crescent Lake, uh, I know a lot of people, um, you know, at the, uh, the moderates and the deluxes that actually have the gyms, you know, went on the treadmill and got, you know, their final six miles in. Um, people were there before the races doing. Correct. Yeah. 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 In the parking lot. Yeah. So for those of you that did that, congratulations, kudos, the way to be determined and everything like that. And, and again, congratulations to everyone who decided not to do that, whether that's saving your legs or, or, you know, just choosing not to, but you know, I'm just, I'm very proud of the run Disney community in general for going with the flow and, um, you know, still, you know, taking their lumps and figuring out what was best for them so that they could still have a safe but uh, magical race weekend. 
that afternoon, we had... The weather was gorgeous. <laughs> it sure was. Again, we sure got lucky. Uh, we had an amazing turnout at our meetup. I'm sure you were all there for the cookies. No, I'm only kidding. That was a lot of work. Uh, but golly, it was wonderful. I I love seeing so many people. I'll tell you what else I love. I love about this Rise and Run family. I try to get around and see absolutely as many people as I can, but it doesn't matter because you're visiting with one another. And I thought that was spectacular. And I really appreciated that. I do want to shout out to Alan and Grace for making, I don't know how many hundreds of those bracelets that they made for distribution, not only to the Rise and Run family, but to others in the Run Disney family. Great to see both of them. Those were really appreciated, though. That mine will be with me for a long time. I hope yours will too. As well, as well as Sarah and Shawnee. I loved all the bracelets, you guys. Thank you so much. I, I think mean, I got them the whole yeah. and yeah. all like all the way through Disneyland races. And every time I looked at it, it just made me smile. Mm-hmm. This is my first friendship yeah. bracelet I've gotten as an adult. That was so oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> I started turning circles to the right because my right arm, the drag, you know, but hey, love it, guys. Love it. Absolutely love it. I can't remember where I got them all. I had so many on, including the one that John gave us last year. Yep. Um, I had so many on that a racer on the course who I'm not sure knew me, may have, I'm not sure, said, hey, I see you're wearing bracelets. Here's another one. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> so I did, I really did enjoy and appreciate that. But uh, gosh. That was so much fun. I enjoyed it. We Becky and I got there at two thirty, I believe. Becky wanted to establish a beachhead. I mean, it's right on the lake. You know, she wanted to get a table, and she figured we branch out from there, which is exactly what we did. Uh, but by two thirty-five, I don't want to say it was crowded, but there must have been a dozen people there by two thirty-five. And yeah, when I showed up at three, when the when the event was supposed to start, yeah. there were already several people there. Like I would say probably oh, 30, 30, 40 people. Yeah. There were a lot. I did not get the cookies. They were in the car. And Becky kept saying, Well, people are here to get the cookies. I said, No. I said that we'd start this at three o'clock. I'm not going to have people showing up at three o'clock and have all the cookies be gone because so many people were there early. But it was it was wonderful. I don't want to Again, you start mentioning names. I did want to single out Alan and Grace for all their hard work on those bracelets. And I'm glad, I'm, Allie, I'm glad you pointed out the others as well. Thank you very much. Uh, but just, it, it was awesome, guys. It was awesome. Yeah, it's it's amazing to go back to a point that you made, uh, Bob, earlier, is that we have made such wonderful friendships um, within this community and but i think what is a testament to the strong bond of our community is is what you said before is that people didn't need to talk to the seven of us people were talking to each other and love, sharing stories and and you know sharing experiences or coming up with pace groups or creating friendships that are going to last forever or you know future roommates for races and everything like that yeah. or dining buddies and and that's that's what this podcast set out to do you know two and a half years ago and to see that the the fruits of, of the labor of the podcast turn into that 
is just so special to see. And I, I'm so proud of of this community and, and what they have done for one another to support each other is is truly special. And the fact that yeah, it's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow is is just a, a very, very beautiful thing. So thank you to everybody who came out this weekend. We We really do appreciate it. It was awesome. It was awesome. We're going to see you again. All right. We even though we've been talking nearly an hour, let's get to the biggie. <laughs> let's get to the marathon. And thoughts on the marathon? I think John, Alicia, Ali, and I completed the marathon this year. Mm-hmm. Who would like to kick it off? Can I? Um, only because I also want to give a shout out to Alan and Grace Young. Um, I got to walk from almost where security was to where our meetup spot is um, pre-race with them and talk and chat with them. So that was really cool. Um, oh, so yeah. I just wanted to give them a special shout out. Um, I really Love, enjoyed that people, experience. Both of them. We're, oh, absolutely. You know, again, what a wonderful addition to the family here. And, and I know... That's first I met Grace. Well, it's first I met Alan too, but I've I've been on Zoom and chatted with Alan in the past. Uh, just lovely people, Alicia. Yes, really, really yeah. appreciated having them with. Yeah, I enjoyed meeting them too. For the actual marathon, um, it was not my worst marathon, but the rain was not fun. <laughs> yeah. I was really, really grateful for Greg. Um, for myself, when it started raining, I was just coming into the um, TTC parking lot, um, and I knew Greg was there, and I knew where he was, and he was under a covering, so I got to stop for a couple seconds and say <laughs> hello. Um, so I really appreciated Greg being there. Um, and then my mom went to Animal Kingdom. She actually brought me dry clothes, but I didn't end up changing because I thought it was going to be harder to get the wet stuff off and get new yeah, stuff on. Um, yeah. But overall, I really enjoyed the marathon. Um, I know a lot of people said they didn't like this course. Um, besides for, there was a lot of uphills and I struggle with uphills. Um, but besides that, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked that I got to see a lot of friends going into Animal Kingdom and at Blizzard Beach. So that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was the, the Blizzard Beach thing. It's just another road. The past couple years we've done Blizzard Beach, though, it's been hot. Yes. And the sun is beating down. So this time it was cloudy and rainy. It was just another part of the course. Mm-hmm. Bring back ESPN. I'd like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't that. know about the check. <laughs> I, would, I would like that, Jack. I would. Um, I started this marathon with John and Rachel. And they found me in the corral. And I was very nervous about starting this because I... I knew that I wanted to get the six miles in, but that was Saturday when I was thinking that. And then Sunday rolled around and I started thinking, I can do this. And I prepared and I brought all the gels and I brought all of the socks, (laughs) which I'll talk about in a second. Um, And I just, and I, and I was mentally prepared, but I knew that I had to get to the front of Corral C. And it was really nice to be able to, when we got in there, Um, You know, during the half marathon, I usually like look for Bob or Greg or, you know, I try to find someone who's in my corral and it's it's honestly usually Greg and we start together and I didn't see Greg on Saturday. And so 
then the next day I didn't see any of my rise and run podcasty podcaster buds. And so when I saw John and Rachel like wave wave at me and text me and say, we're here, that was like comforting to me. So that eased a little of the anxiety that I had. And it was just really nice. And then Aaron was also in there from the Will Run for a podcast. And it was just really nice to be with family when I was so nervous. Um, and then it started and, you know, we just did our thing and we ran our intervals and it just felt like we were going. But in my head mentally, it was really a struggle because I wasn't, I hadn't come in prepared to run a marathon and I was going, I was having all of this, um, what do they call it? Um, imposter syndrome maybe, but like, I just felt like, oh, why am I here? Why am I doing this? I'm not going to be able to finish this. What am I doing doing? Who am I to think that I can do this? And then it started pouring and it started and it wasn't supposed to rain and it started pouring. And I think it like mentally broke me when it started raining. And I, and I started just being like, I'm going to, and then, you know, it, I realized like I started having a theory about marathons and I realized that every marathon's really hard, been really hard for me, especially when I'll start out strong and then I'll get to that point where I'll go, I start going, what am I doing? And like, this is, I'm in pain and why am I doing this? And can I actually go on? Can I do another 13 miles of this? And once I mentally get, once I mentally break it's like my whole brain cracks open and a light starts shining out of it. And I just go, I was meant to do this and I can do this. No, and I, I love just that. laser focus. Yeah. And I feel like you have to be this caterpillar in a cocoon every time you do a marathon. And then at the point at which you think I can't go on any farther, you need to crack open and become a butterfly and fly the rest of the race. So that was kind of the experience I had when it started raining. Now I will say, all of you guys who said that you shouldn't bring extra socks to a marathon, I am now going to say I told you so because <laughs> my entire <laughs> Um and I had a lot of fun. And I actually I really want to thank Greg as well for being there at the TTC. And I I think you knew when you saw me that I was gonna start keep running because I said to you, I'll probably stop and share with you. Um and then you gave me a big hug and you said, I'm proud of you. Go get them. And or go get that medal, I think is what you said. And that was really, really awesome. And you also did me a big solid by, um, I don't think you did it specifically for me. I think you, you stayed and cheered for everyone because I know that's just the type of person you are. But I asked you if you could get me the balloon lady's bib number and you came through with it. And I really needed that in this race because I did finish pretty close to the balloon lady. So thank you for that. Um, but then all in all, I just stayed like laser focused. I was a little disappointed. I didn't see Bob um, because, you know, Bob is kind of one of those anchor people that I see every single race in the corral. I did see Alicia. I saw Jack and Lexi. Of course, I started with Greg. I mean, I started with John and I saw Greg, but I didn't see Bob. And that really upset me during the race. So when we were when we're loading in for the start line, I kept, I was in corral C. I knew he was in corral D. I kept looking for him. I didn't see him. And I just went, man, that's such a bummer. Maybe I'll see him on the course. I didn't see him the entire course. And then as I was coming out through the chute, um, going to pick up my race box, I turned to my left and I went, oh, hey, Bob. 
<laughs> he was right there next to me. So I was very fortunate to get to see all of you guys. And, and I mean, that was a really special marathon for me. You did amazing. Well, you hey, I'm proud of you. you. I didn't have no doubts you were doing it. You looked like you were focused in the corral that morning. <laughs> you, you put on a good face if you were nervous. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. A lot of my nerves being gone were because of you, John. So thank you. I'm so sorry I didn't end up joining you in the morning. I know. I know. But you made the right choice, Jack. You know, without knowing what was going on with your body, like you definitely made the right choice. I know in retrospect, maybe you could have run it, but you didn't know that at the time. And I think it was smart to not try. Like, I'm happy with my decision. Was it easy? No, because I woke up the best I felt all week, but I also felt very kind of shaky in the morning and weak. It was really mm-hmm. weird. Um, mm-hmm. Man, but I'm so proud of all you guys, watching you guys on the course and seeing you guys and hugging you guys. That, that to me, is worth every bit of not being able to run. Oh, it meant a lot. Actually, like when I saw you twice, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are sneaky like that. The second time I saw you, I was like crying because I was so excited to yeah. see you guys again. Yeah, so Jack and I cheered at right before mile 19 um, outside of Coronado. And um, if you've been on social media, we did not see any rude people at that oh, spot. Yeah. Um. And we did not get yelled at or I was anything. Like, Lexi, were you the one that went to McDonald's? Yes, <laughs> it was me. Because <laughs> I can eat McDonald's. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gluten-free, if, if nobody knows. <laughs> so I, I don't eat at McDonald's. Um, but no, we were, um, we were standing there. There was a group of maybe when we got there, 12, 12 people, 15 people. And um, we were right at the curve. So the guy didn't let us on the bridge and they didn't let us on the course or on the road. So we were right at the corner of the sidewalk that was like maybe eight feet long. <laughs> um, and I mean, we, we cheered there for a while and saw everybody and we were watching the tracker and we got really upset because whenever we first got there, we were like, oh, I think we missed Alicia. I know. And I was really worried. <laughs> because your tracker had you already passed 19 when we got there. And we were like, I don't know where she is. And then the same thing happened with Bob. And we were like, I don't. I think he passed us. I don't know. And then lo and behold, five minutes later, there, there you come. Um, and then we were going to go to the finish. And then we were like, no. Let's go to mile 24. And give them a little boost right before those last, right before you enter the parks and have that boost of adrenaline. And that was um, great. That was really fun to see all of you guys there too. And all of the listeners who came up and hugged us and said hello. I know some people just waved and didn't come hug us, but I understand not wanting to take extra steps (laughs) whenever (laughs) you're running a marathon. Um, But it was so good to just be able to be there and cheer on, you know, everyone who said hello and all the awesome costumes. And, and oh, yes, it was, it was wonderful. Speaking of the listeners, the amount of listeners that I saw on course that recognized me and said, Alicia, and yelled to me, thank you for doing that because I'm not usually the one 
except for that race, I'm usually wearing a mask. So a lot of people don't recognize me. And so the fact that I got recognition really helped get me to keep going. And so I appreciate that. And I also appreciate that you took the time to say hello, because I know some people are scared and we're not scary. I promise. We appreciate you saying hello. So thank you. You're a little sweaty. You're a little scary, Alicia. A little. (laughs) You're scary. (gasps) There you go. Ah! I guided, I guided Rachel for this event, this whole weekend, which was really a great experience, you know, first time doing it. Uh, Everybody says, you know, you're giving up your race, but you're also, that person's putting their race in your hands. So like, you got to make sure that you get them through, which was a little nerve wracking for me. Like I go, because my training cycle was not what I wanted it to be. So I was a little nervous about the marathon, but I said, I'll, I'll get through it, you know, but it was, it was a fun race. I mean, miles, when we came underneath the uh, water bridge by magic kingdom, a little bit of drizzle. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't supposed to rain today. No. <laughs> then we got a lot of drizzle coming in. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> then I see the text, Greg, I'm by the TTC. He wasn't by the teacups, but, but Greg was there for me. You know, my mile 10 buddy was a little early, but it was great to see you, Greg. No, I I, I was debating on what I wanted to do in, in terms of uh, cheering. And I, I, I thought about doing everything I could to get over the Magic Kingdom, but I was just having so much fun at the TTC and had the opportunity just to see all of you and and so many people that that plan of like spending a little bit at the TTC and then hopping on the monorail to to get onto Main Street. It, it would have been impossible because that when I got to the TTC to start cheering, I got there maybe around like 525. It was already three deep there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if it's three deep here, it's going to be like 10 deep on Main Street. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to see anybody. So then I made the decision in that moment that it was more important for me to be able to see the people that I love and care about and cheer them on in a more intimate setting, as opposed to, you know, getting on the grand and glorious backdrop and, and everything like that. So yeah. So John, I do apologize. I will say the only beef that, and I've already told you this before, but the fact that, you, you know, as I was following tracking and I knew you were getting your margarita, I thought for <laughs> sure you were going to bring me one. And the fact that you didn't did, did did break my heart a little bit, but I know that um maybe maybe we'll have that opportunity next year. Yes. So, yeah. That was that was fun. So then going down Main Street, I mean those people on Main Street were amazing because they're out in the rain, pouring rain, cheering us on like it was a sunny day. They they didn't care. So which I thought that gave us a lot of energy going through magic kingdom and which was great. Then we just basically ran the rest of the way to animal kingdom, got to mile third, got that to the 30 K mark. I had to do my own math this year because Greg wasn't with me, but it worked, <laughs> it worked out. And uh, blizzard beach wasn't as bad. Like everybody said it was cause it wasn't hot. It was just, but there was no aid station in there, which I thought there would have been an aid station there. Then going behind Blizzard Beach, we are seeing the McDonald's across the street. And it's like, do we play Frogger and get get some hash browns or do we just keep going? <laughs> Frogger, Frogger. Listen, I've heard I've heard things. Uh, I, 
I saw an Instagram video years ago about apparently if you're desperate, if you're hitting the wall, all you need to do is find a McDonald's on your route, grab a hash brown and a Coke, and apparently it changes your life. <laughs> yep. Then, uh, then on the back stretch there, we, we met up at Allen and uh, Grace, which was great to see. Oh, that's cool. You know, got to run with them for a little bit. Then, oh, I forgot to say, going into Blizzard Beach for the last three years, I've seen Lexi giving us the cheer on, which is like another, I guess, marathon uh, staple for me is seeing <laughs> Lexi by Coronado every year. And Jack was there too, but you know. You, you, uh, <laughs> Thanks, I'm not, and not as good of a cheer. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Let me just was, put a hood on and just cover my face next time. <laughs> I, I know. In Marathon week in Coronado, Lexi's going to be there for us. <laughs> yes. That's my spot. That's her spot. And then the big surprise was coming in through Marath- coming in through Epcot, seeing Lexi and Jack at mile 24 gave us a great boost. And I told Lexi, is there anything I get you? I said, yeah, the last two miles. Can you run it for me? But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we, we, we were good. I didn't think of that. that I should have said that too. Did they do it? No, they didn't <sighs> want to do it. I tried to get my bib. You know, it was a, it was a little sketchy going on over there. I but mean, then, I look like a John, so yeah. you know, I could, I could yeah. take on those last two miles for you. Hey, my wife ran the five k in a John bib because Disney messed up the registration. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just, I don't want to be like a bib thief. I go, no, you're fine. Then, then, then when we're, we're getting there to Mexico, I go, Rachel, margaritas. I go, yep. So we got that margarita and walked the uh, rest of it in, and that was one of my uh, bucket list items is getting that margarita. Mm-hmm. My next margarita that. bucket list item is the rest of you guys. No. I do have one quick thing to also add to it is that we did see Greg twice during the marathon as well oh, yes. because mm-hmm. Greg was at the finish line. Yes, he was. And that was really special too. It was nice to get a hug at the finish line from my buddy. Yeah, because I, I wasn't sure, you know, in terms of a timing perspective, like how to handle everything. So once the the balloon ladies passed the TTC, my wife and daughter were going out um, to start their day in Magic Kingdom. So I knew I had some time, so I, I wanted to to join up with them. And let me tell you, you want to talk about the most opportune time to get rides done on a Walt Disney World vacation? It's on Marathon Sunday. Because in the span of 90 minutes, I got six attractions done, including walking onto Mine Train, which wow. blew Nuh-uh. my mind. Yeah, no joke. Um, the, 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 yeah, the early entry was a little delayed because they were still trying to filter out the last couple of runners and, uh, spectators off of main street. So they, so we probably got let in around like eight forty or something like that. Um, but yeah, we got so much done. And then I was like, listen, I'm going to go to the, the finish line and cheer. Um, you know, got a little bit of sunburn, but that was well worth it. Um, to to see everybody so but yeah no i i had in my first ever cheering experience i had an absolute blast did i have fomo absolutely but being able to just see everybody and and cheer them on and 
And Ali, I'm glad that I I mentally helped you in a couple of different ways because oh, yeah. a- after you left, I got a little nervous over the course of the rest of the day because um, not many people know this, but when it comes to sporting events, um, I can get very, very passionate. Um, and <laughs> like when I was in college in the basketball band, I- I've said some things to some referees that – um, I should probably get my uh, mouth washed out with soap for. <laughs> I don't and, believe it. Um, you swear and, like a captain. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I remember, and I remember, I I saw I saw David, and I was like really tuned up in like the whole cheery mode, and apparently I gave him some like pep talk that included a couple of f bombs in it and stuff like that and he admitted to me later on that day that that was exactly what he needed so yeah. i was very glad to hear that and i think i was kind of on that level with you ally mm-hmm. but um but maybe not as many f bombs the only thing I, I remember saying to you because again at this point i knew you were you know going to you know take a, you know a little bit of a break from running and everything like that and i remember looking at you and, and being like if you're taking the break you're doing this damn thing and you did it yeah so of course and, I'm, and then after you left i'm like oh i hope i wasn't too harsh but i mean <laughs> it, in, the, in the grand scheme of things i had so much fun doing it and i was just glad to be able to, to cheer for so many people in in so many different spots and you know getting getting the, the, the little heart from alicia as she was you know running by at the end it was really cool bob i i was screaming your name i was losing my voice at the end because i saw you coming in and, and, and I'll, I'll let you know obviously I, I don't want to steal your thunder in terms of your story but I knew I wasn't going to get you because at that point you locked eyes with Jeff Galloway and you just started bolting towards him so I, I knew I wasn't going to get to you but I, it was just, it was so wonderful to see everybody so but again if I said any explicitives in my cheering towards you uh, over the course I, I apologize <laughs> and I promise it comes from a place of love <laughs> Well, when I saw Bob at the end and I, I, I looked at him, I, I was like, what, what was your adventure like? You know, cause I didn't see you the whole marathon and, and I wonder, Bob, how was yeah, your marathon? I don't think a lot of folks did. Uh, cause I started out in the AWD area. Yes. So I, you, tr- you a- I did send a note, but I guess nobody realized where I was. I didn't, I've been listening lovingly to everything and this was a very emotional weekend for me and I've been trying to figure out what I want to say and how to put things into perspective. Uh, Let's start here. I've known Kim Michu and her son Woody for, I don't know, eight or nine years. Kim and I were talking, I don't know how we first met, but we met a long time ago. And then I met Woody, I guess about 2018 or 19. It was at the Space Coast Half Marathon. So I've, I've pushed him before. Um, I think most of our friends know that I pushed Woody in his chair for most of the marathon. I did had help. Did have help. Uh, Kim pushed some. Mom pushed some, and a couple friends of Kim's caught us. Kelly. And Christine caught us about halfway through and helped also until we got to the hills. <laughs> the hills were reserved for Bob. But that's fine. That's what I wanted. Uh, I wasn't sure it was going to work. 
that I'd be able to start with them. And I knew if I had to start from D, I wouldn't catch them because, you know, the AWD started like B2 or something like that. Uh, but once we got going and once we got started, any, any doubts I had about finishing the marathon were gone. I, I knew I was going to finish it. Absolutely. I knew Woody would pull me through. He pulled me through on a half marathon while I was wearing a boot. I knew he could pull me through on a full marathon. Uh, there, there is a fair amount. I, I got a fair amount of reaction, Instagram and Facebook. And believe me, my friends, it's appreciated. I appreciate your kind words, your comments. I take them to heart. They mean a lot to me. But the real heroes of this story that we can't overlook are Kim and Woody. Uh, Kim did the first three races. She did. She and Woody did dopey for crying out loud. That's amazing. And she did the first three races without me. I don't know if she had help in them or not, but she did them without me. Uh, it's uh, pushing the chair is not that hard. It's not hard on level ground. Woody goes about 175 and the chair probably goes another 20 or 30 pounds. So it's about 200 pounds. And on level ground, it's fine. It is a challenge to push uphill. My back was pretty sore at the end of the event. It's an that even, oh, I want to say it's a bigger challenge going downhill because especially when it was wet, oh, I was afraid. Do you have, yeah. to, you have to like pull it so that it doesn't yeah, those, go? The, the, brake, the brakes are for decoration. Mm -hmm. Oh my yep. gosh. Yeah, the brakes are those things for decoration. I wonder your back hurts. Um, and the other part is the front wheel doesn't turn. So when you need to turn, you have to push down on the chair. Oh, and, and turn like pivot on the it? two wheels. Oh, wow. Now, again, I probably pushed 20 miles. Uh, my best estimate, because Kelly helped uh, quite a bit, especially towards the end on the level ground. Uh, but then the hills became Bob territory. Okay, we're in Bob territory. Okay. <laughs> when we we started out, my idea, I was just, it was just with Kim. And I said, hey, let's run 1530 and walk uh, every other mile. We did that for a mile and I knew Kim couldn't keep, keep up, but it worked out. And by the time we finished, we were keeping a decent walking pace. We finished at a less than a 16 minute pace. Uh, oh, by the way, I had a poncho. I brought a poncho with me yeah. in my pocket. <laughs> and so I kept it on for a while. I also ran into a perfect marathoner on the course. No, I, I literally ran into a perfect marathoner. On oh, the no. <laughs> I told Twigs I was trying to help him out in his in his uh, quest to become the last man standing. The, the daggum <laughs> chair, yeah. The, the daggum chair is so long that it, it's tough and people don't see it. So I didn't really hit him. But what happens is if I'm pushing and someone decides they're going to cut left or right in front of me, they're going to hit the chair. There's nothing I can do about it. Look, I've been I've been pointing to this weekend. My first marathon was in my first dopey was 2019. And I adopted the Instagram handle Bob is 65 and dopey. And then I did the next year and somebody said, You gonna change it? I said, Nope, not till I get to 70. So I've been pointing to this one for a while. Uh it's been a major goal, especially April 2020 is when I 
when I hurt my Achilles tendon for the first time. And then I dealt with three years of rehab, two surgeries, a couple of uh, significant uh, hamstring strains, falling through a bridge. <laughs> remember, one, remember the falling through a bridge episode? That's like two years ago. <laughs> I still have the lump on the side of my leg, no joke. Uh, breaking a toe, it was one thing after another. So this goal was significant. And again, when I knew, when I, when I knew I was teaming up with Woody and that's, that's the deal. That was a, that's a team. When you do that, I knew I was going to make it. I looked it up. 6,344 people finished the dopey this year. 6,307 of them were younger than me. I, in our training, I kept visualizing the end of the race, how I would come around the corner and see the choir. And this is part of why I didn't see you, Greg, because I had tunnel vision. I saw the choir. I stopped with a picture in front of the choir with Woody. That was awesome. Came down and I, I could visualize again that I'd see Jeff and then I'd see the race announcers and then we'd cross the finish line. So I did see Jeff. I gave him a big old hug and he said to me, we did it. And I said, yeah, we did. Because he's as much a part of this for me as anybody else. Saw so, uh, Riley was first. Big handshake, big hug with John. Carissa just got a fist bump. <laughs> but she had the microphone in her hand. She was very kind. And I was with, at this time, I was with Kelly, who had helped push. And we decided we were going to run across the finish line. I actually was feeling good. I, I could have run uh, quite a bit at the end here. I was feeling quite good. We ran across the finish line, and the fella in front of us got across the finish line, took, and I am not exaggerating, friends, two steps and came to a dead stop directly in front of the chair. Well, I hit him. <laughs> and I didn't, I really didn't feel bad about it. He didn't get hurt. Uh, the, the, the run Disney folks who were there at the finish line saw this happening. They saw him stop. They tried to grab him and pull him, but didn't work. Didn't work. We hit him. So look, finishing, becoming 70 and dopey. It was a big deal. It was emotional. And I'm glad I got to share it with you guys. I'm so glad I got to share it with you too, Bob. I, I also forgot to mention too, you know, you mentioned people carrying you through the race, someone pulling you through the race. Um, Jen was that for me. Heidi was that for me. You guys cheering was that for me. Meeting people that um, listened to the podcast that it became my new friends on the course was that for me. And I think a lot of people have that unique experience. I don't think that you can get through a marathon alone uh, very easily. I know some people do it but it's not been my experience in the last four that I've run that, that you can, I think you really do need that support and, and that family. And I think that it's one of the greatest things about this podcast that we've built as a family of friends who can get us through these amazing goals. Two things I wanted to, to mention, um, you know, hearing your experiences, Bob, um, first, you know, the, there are a lot of things cheering and seeing people finish that, that really make me smile, but nothing makes me smile more than, than Woody's smile. 
and his, oh, geez, yeah. his excitement and just jubilation that yeah. he has participating in these events is is awesome. I mean, you know, even seeing him at the finish line, you know, drinking his fireball shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he must have given me ten fist bumps, and that was just th- th- that was amazing. Um, so I I was I was very glad and blessed to, to be able to to see that that moment. Um, but the one thing I, I did want to follow up on really briefly, though, you know, speaking of, you know, you starting out, w- you know, with Woody in the AWD corral. Um, obviously, I didn't hear about everybody's experiences, um, but I did have the opportunity to talk to both Kayla and Tiffany, who we had on a couple of episodes ago, mm-hmm. um, to compare and contrast their experiences uh, from what happened with Marathon Weekend. And with Wine and Dine and the the trials and tribulations that are going on there, uh, I am happy to report that at least from the two of their perspectives, things were better um, this race weekend. So for those of you that have been championing these athletes, um, thank you so much. And you know, sharing Kayla's messages and Tiffany's messages, and you know, sharing that podcast episode. Um, you know, I really hope that did uh, instill some positive change, um, not only within the AWD community itself, but also Run Disney recognizing that things needed to change. Um, but I will say, though, from what I understand, though, while things were massively better, there is still room for improvement. Um, you know, it sounds like, you know, some people who got accommodations, other people with the same disabilities did not get those accommodations. Uh, so obviously, um, we still need to champion um, for those people that that need, um, you know, the the special assistance and everything like that. But again, I, I just I want to I do want to tip my hat though to Run Disney for taking the feedback and and making suggestions so that everyone could have a safe uh, racing experience. On that note, too, I I just want to give extra kudos to both John and Bob for being guides and helpers with the athletes with disabilities um, that they helped on the course. And I also just want to say to each and every one of my co-hosts how proud I am of every one of you for what you did this weekend. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Emotional event even uh, even now. Friends, if you did it, you know. You get it. If you haven't, you will. I hope, and you'll understand and enjoy it. It's it's just a unique experience. Monday, Monday at the parks, any notes? I mean, it's fun. It's still, there's a big buzz about uh, everybody finishing. Uh, most people stay, I guess locals go home, but most folks stay. I'm a quasi local. We stay the next day and we had a good time. I, John and I went to breakfast, uh, made it over to, Magic Kingdom Park saw our friends, the Run Dopey Girls. They saw us. <laughs> that was they a fo- blast. They, they photo bombed us, Bob. They photo bombed us. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> enjoyed that. Uh, John, you got to ride Tron. I didn't. It, our our reservation time ending up being about our dinner time. Becky and I went up to Cal- California Grill for dinner, so we didn't make it over there. I, I said I said goodbye to Bob like three times that day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I said, Bob, see you later. Okay. See you. Whenever we come down again, boom. Then we find Bob at, over here. Then boom again. There's Bob again. We so it's like didn't want we didn't want the weekend to end. It was a, hey, it was Bob, a really it's good not weekend. Just me. <laughs> well, how do you how do you miss Bob? Right? 
that's the thing. If he's there, you're gonna see him. And then it's hi, Bob. <laughs> well, that's like when we're when we're rolling through uh, Blizzard Beach and or any time it was an out and back. Uh, so many people. And Kelly turns to me and goes, "Do you know everybody?" I said, "No, I don't. I don't. A lot of them. A lot of them know me, but I don't know them all." It was so funny. The police officer that was standing by us in Coronado, he was like, "I didn't realize I was standing by celebrities." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fun, my friends. It's fun, and and we we appreciate it. We genuinely do. It was a really busy weekend this weekend. I feel like it's normally very busy on Marathon Weekend, but it seemed extra busy in the parks Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah, I think it it did, Allie. Now, Greg, you spent the best part of the week there, didn't you? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I made the decision because even though I enjoyed running Dopey last year, it mentally did something to me where I didn't like the fact that, you know, it was running the race, getting up, recovering. I would get to spend maybe four hours with my family and then I'd have mm-hmm. to depart to, yeah. you know, go back and get ready for the next day. So we had made the decision that they were going to come down uh, later and then I was going to spend the entire week. So uh, from a crowd perspective, yeah, things definitely did dip down, especially. I want to say by Tuesday. Um, but then what was also fun, though, was that um, we got to stay through with by staying through the whole week. Um, we got to go to the first couple of days of Festival of the Arts, or as I like right, to call okay. it, has, right. ha- hashtag farts. And, um, <laughs> and, and that was a lot of fun to, you know, the, the check out all the, the artists and their artwork. And I, I got a um, I got a postcard of uh, a power line goofy movie montage which was pretty cool Um, my daughter wanted the elusive popcorn bucket which thankfully you did not have to wait in a seven hour line for and everything like that um but yeah staying that that whole week you know if if you're looking to do that you know if if you want to add days onto the end of your trip as opposed to the beginning i would definitely recommend that um you know middle of the week was pretty quiet um, now, Grant, as you got towards the weekend, because of Martin Luther King and hashtag Holiday farts, weekend, right. um, you know, things did pick up a little bit. Um, and then the weather was all over the place. There would be one day where it was, you know, 75 and super humid. And then our last day, we were shivering. So, but again, yeah. that's always the gamble. Tornadoes that, on that, Tuesday night. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So I'm glad it, Lexi a little and bit I everything. left when we did. Greg, it's 75 today in the overnight low. We have wind chill warnings here down to 25 degrees. Wow. Yeah. Temperature won't get there. Temperature will get down to 40 or so, but the winds are going to kick up. So so to go back to Epcot and watch Illuminous again. Oh, God. You know what? It's funny. So, yeah, we – so. I, I know a bunch of us were going to try and meet up at Epcot that night. It ended up just being John and I um, and the Bennett and the Bennett's joined us and we watched luminous. And it was funny because I, I remember going up to everybody and I was like, you remember that hot take about, uh, I want, uh, uh, harmonious back. I really want it back now because luminous. Oh boy. I did not like that show one bit. <laughs> really? Oh, well. No, oh, no, I, I, for, I've never oh, seen well. it. no, I, I didn't see it either. I mean, it, I, Grant, I'm very glad that 
the infrastructure for that show is a lot lower, you know, key. You get, you know, you don't have tacos out on World Showcase Lagoon, but the the fact that there was music about, or or they were talking about like the 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 circle of life and and death and everything, and then there was this mashup of Toy Story music with Coco of like the most depressing songs. It made it made zero sense to me, and I remember you know I, I even said to my wife, I'm like I I never need to watch this again. So uh, so can consider me still on the bandwagon of Bring Harmonious back. <laughs> Wait, so it's like that kite show in Animal Kingdom where it's like they go around the kites look cool, and then all of a sudden when they go to the ground they look like they're dying. <laughs> I I never I never saw kite tails, um, but. So I, I don't know how to compare it, but yeah, th- this was, this was, ugh. Yeah, different, it was thing. different thing. It, 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 I see it being replaced in a matter of a year and a half. Yeah. We did the next day we did, I think we did magic kingdom in the morning, took our metal pictures and then we went and hung out with you and your family. Right, Greg, that night. Yep. Yeah. And you, you and your new bestie. Me and my new bestie <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who, uh, where our album drops, uh, next month, me, me and my new bestie and we rode slinky dog. And I feel like that was like the best way to end a wonderful weekend was just That's a good to way. That's ride a, good a roller way, coaster, sure coaster on out into the sunset. Very nice. Very nice. All right, my friends, I am looking at my wall. I have one metal rack that is just for marathon weekend. And I'm looking over there. And I think there's room for at least one more set of dopey medals. It ain't coming next year. Bob is 80 and dopey. I'd love to do it. <laughs> I'd love to do it. The oldest finisher this year was 80. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Who's doing it next year? A dopey? No, no hands are going up, my friends. <laughs> it's Zero. too soon, too soon Zero. to ask that question. I'll, <laughs> I'll be, be there. there for the marathon, but I'll be Dopey there, and probably for the marathon. Um, I, I said that this would probably be my last dopey, and it may, but I'm not committed to that yet. I think I may have at least one more left in me. I would so love to we'll cheer. See. And support next year because I realize now how important that support was to me, and I want to I want to give back. Good deal, good deal. And I just wanted to give a special shout out to Courtney, who um, is one of my run coaching clients. She did her first dopey. Um, we worked really hard to get there, um, so I'm super proud of you, Courtney. Um, Jimmy did not do marathon weekend. He did a half marathon called um, what's it called. Something about a unicorn. I want to be a unicorn half marathon. Um, <laughs> and he I did saw his the first... pictures. I don't remember the name of the marathon. Yeah, it's something like half. that. It was a half, yeah. Yes, it yeah. was his first half marathon. And I'm super, super proud of him. We've been working really hard to get up to that level. So I'm super proud of you, Jimmy. And then um, Amy also did um, the half marathon at Marathon Weekend. So I'm proud of you as well. Well, nice job, guys. Way to go. Okay, friends. Gosh, what a wonderful weekend. Hey, I heard from our friend Pam. I hope you got a chance to see Pam at Fluffy Fizzies when you were at the expo. I know she enjoys seeing you. She has just launched her new Destinations collection, which is offering Disney sense. And I think we need to have her on here in a couple of weeks. 
before we get to Princess Weekend to tell us all about it. But meanwhile, check out her website, fluffyfizzies.com, and look for her Destinations collection. Okay. Upcoming next week, let's talk Disneyland. Now, friends, it's time for the race report. Okay. Now, this episode's long enough. We cannot cover 350 or 400 race reports. God bless you for turning them in. I promise you I've read everything that's been posted to, uh, to our Facebook site. I think it's wonderful. We do need, however, to sound this special PR bell for everyone who participated in that 7.2 mile half of a half. Congratulations. We're pretty sure none of you have finished an official distance like that before. Let's take a look at our friends who were running elsewhere this past weekend. This would actually be the weekend when some of you folks were in Disneyland. On Saturday in Tempe, Arizona, it was rock and roll weekend in Tempe. The 5K was on Saturday. Molly ran that one, as did Jennifer and Heather. Uh, Jennifer noted it was really cold to start, but they had a good time. And I believe all three of them show up again on Sunday. In San Diego, California, Jennifer did the resolution run, sunny but cold. Not bad for, Jennifer says, an old lady. Nah, Jennifer, you got a ways to go yet, my friend. Congratulations, but I don't think you're in the old lady category yet. Steve, our buddy Steve in Binghamton, New York, ran the January Freeze 10K Series number two. Now, he didn't make number one. He was busy in some little event in Florida that we've just spent the last hour and a half talking about. Steve's plan here was to go out, take it easy, decided he wanted to drop back and see how many people he could pass using his run, walk, run. Uh, The number turned out to be 25, but he ends up finishing third in his age group. Good job, Steve. Will he do the January freeze series number three? Stay tuned to find out. I think that's a couple weeks away yet. Moving to Sunday, Rock and Roll Weekend, Molly, Jennifer, and Heather did indeed do both of them. Uh, Pretty course. They apparently had a great time. Congratulations, ladies. In Houston, Texas, the Aramco Half Marathon, it was Houston Marathon Weekend. That's a pretty big event. Both Jennifer and Lisa were there. I did not see a report from either one of them. Maybe they'll put something up later on. It was also the weekend for the Key West Half Marathon. Valerie was supposed to do that one, but her plans changed. She had to do it virtually. She did 18 laps in her subdivision, but kept her interval intervals, her 45-30 up for the entire half marathon. She ended up running in the rain, uh, much like last week, and she's gotten the point that speed's not the focus. The miles in the journey are. We couldn't agree more. Our friend Laura from the Netherlands ran the Walderslop 5.1 kilometer run. I nailed it. I got that perfect. I'm sure I did. <laughs> it was, that's, and that's right, 5.1 kilometer run. I wonder if she's going to PR this one. Pretty cold 
uh, 28 degrees Fahrenheit, rained. That's pretty rough. Well, it, was, it felt like 28. I don't think the absolute temperature was 28. I think the wind made it feel like 28 because it rained. It didn't snow. Uh, Laura, Laura's been doing really well lately. Laura's really picked up her pace, especially since Walt was born. This was a 5K PR for Laura. And of course, at a 5.1, that's got to be a PR. No medal for this race. You get a discount if you run with that one. That's, you know, I wonder if others will adopt that. Uh, besides, she didn't think the medal was all that special. Laura is going to track down more PRs this year, and I know she's going to nail them. Good job, Laura. Wrapping up the weekend in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It was Louisiana Marathon weekend. Heather with her husband. This was Heather's first half marathon. A PR. Started out bitterly cold. It has been cold even in the deep south, Texas and Louisiana. But it turned into being a really great uh, weather day for a race. Heather, nervous at the start line. Well, that makes sense. Nervous at the start line for your first half marathon? Sure, I understand that. Even with being a little bit under the, the weather, her training served her well. There's a good message there. Finished close to her goal time. Princess Challenge is up next for Heather. Before we wrap things up, friends, we a very special thank you to all of you. We hit a significant milestone right around Chris, no, right around the first of the year, right around marathon weekend, the Rise and Run podcast surpassed 250,000 downloads. Yeah. All right, friends, raise your hand if you ever saw that one coming. I'm sure I know. I remember being very excited when we got our first thousand. Now a quarter of a million later and going strong. And my friends, that is a reflection on you, on your on your loyalty, on your friendship, on your becoming part of the family, and on helping to spread the word also. We really appreciate you. On to the next quarter of a million. My friends, and if you run, you know you are our friend. The season is, the Run Disney season's now just half over, just a little bit over half over. No doubt this last weekend, though, was the big one. Hope you had a chance to participate. Hope you enjoyed it. Just when we thought things couldn't get any bigger or better, you, our friends, you outdo yourselves. It is so exciting to be on the course and know that we have friends all around us. So many of you challenged yourself this weekend to a first-time event. The emotions were running high among many of you, us included. We understand. It doesn't matter how many times you've done a run Disney event, but especially this one, especially Marathon Weekend. When you come around World Showcase and you run down that finisher's chute, it's a feeling like no other. We are proud of you. We are so honored to have you as part of this wonderful, amazing Rise and Run family. I'll see you in February. And until then, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. 
any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.